What's up, everyone? It's Andrew from Team Gary V. I do biz dev here for Gary. Really excited about today's podcast episode. It's a mashup of some of Gary's favorite topics. Talks about everything from today's business entrepreneurial climate, why entrepreneurship might not be for everyone, and how to put yourself in the best position to uh, succeed in today's business climate. Would mean the world to us if you tweeted at Gary V on Twitter and shared your thoughts, feedback, and opinions. It means the world to us. Gary V up next. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Have you ever wrapped your head around like what drove you to go that direction? DNA. Yeah. Like just the same way somebody's like starts fucking drawing at six and never stops. Yep. Right? Like the same reason somebody just starts singing and never stops. Yep. Or, you know, I, I think there's a small group of people, call it three to 20% of people who are just deeply passionate about like their thing. Maybe it's even less, maybe 10% of people who are just like, I'm incapable of being anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got lucky. I, I, and I hate the word luck, but like, I'm living through a time where entrepreneurship is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a businessman in 1974, like, you know, the Knicks players don't think you're cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah. in 1983, like, Russell Simmons doesn't think, like, the, the CEO of IBM is the fucking shit. Yeah. You know, like, that's just not how it was. So what's been really crazy for me is, like, I lived a life. I was 30 years old. Like, I was 34 years old before I made one business video in my life. So I'd already built a business. My family's like a store business. Like I'd already, like I lived a life. Mm-hmm. I was 34. Mm-hmm. I lived a life before all this shit started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and just watching entrepreneurship be put on a pedestal is exciting and also scary. I will tell you that the number one, one of the number one fears I have is too many kids want to be an entrepreneur even though they're not. Yeah. Net. Yeah. There are. Thousands, tens of thousands, and I would argue hundreds of thousands and maybe even millions who during this era find entrepreneurship, the freedoms that come with it, the beauty of it, that wouldn't have 20 years ago because they would have been executives. What I'm worried about is the collateral damage. What do you think happens to the person that's caught in the crossfire? I think there's some people that commit suicide. I think there's some people that, you have to understand why I say that, depression, because you can't hide. Like when your t-shirt business fails because the economy fails and influencers don't get paid like that anymore and shit hits the fan and you go work at Citibank, your family and friends know that you, and don't forget, you're the one who, you know, like all this is in your bio. Yeah, man, this is super documented. Yeah. Like you're talking shit 26 months ago in in front of a Lambo and now you work at Chick-fil-A corporate. Yeah. And that's gonna be something that's gonna take a lot of self-esteem and humility to get through Mm -hmm. and most people haven't been raised with self-esteem and humility so the reason i'm talking this game is not to be like i'm cool and you're not it's like yo you know what's fucking cool self-awareness yeah you know what the fucking coolest shit in the game is forget like fresh sneakers and forget like like a hoodie and forget about money and forget about being a cryptocurrency fucking winner. <laughs> yeah. You know what's the fucking coolest? Self-awareness. Yeah. Do you do you know yourself? And then do you put yourself in the best position to succeed? Yeah. Like I just tweeted something that just went kind of batshit crazy. It went something like, yo, if you're 22 years old and your parents pay for any part of your lifestyle, let me define that real quick. Yeah. If your parents pay for your Uber, 
if your parents pay for your gym, if they're splitting the rent with you, if they pay for your fucking shit in any way, does your mommy and daddy give you a dollar? Yeah. If they do, and you talk shit about them to your friends that they're not giving you more, yeah. you're the biggest piece of shit of all time. So I put that out there, right? And so it's getting crazy right now. And some people are coming through. They're like, yo, this is the thing I'm most embarrassed about. And I'm like, yo, change. Yeah. I'm like, good. First of all, you're amazing. Because a lot of people are seeing that and saying, fuck you, Gary Vee. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Good. You're like, yes, that's me. Yeah. Change. Like, is it gonna be fun that you maybe can't wear a pair of Yeezys as often as you want? Yeah. Is it fun that you can't take out your girl to, you know, the fanciest fucking spot? Is it fun that like, you know, you want the new LeBrons or you want better tickets to the fucking playoff game or you wanna get a bottle at the club? Like, is it fun that you can't? No. Yeah. But is it way better and putting you in a position to succeed long term? Absolutely. Because when you're living in a fake environment, and that's what's happening right now. Yeah. The thing that I'm getting most passionate about is fake environments. Yeah. Too much money in the system, fake environment. Influence getting paid for everything, like chick. Like yeah. that will be a that will that is an inflated market that will eventually have to correct. Yeah. You know, but the number one fake environment in our society is you think you're a big shot, but your parents are actually paying for it. Yeah. I don't hate those people. I hate those people if they talk shit, make pretend they're not getting yeah. paid for, or talk shit about their parents. If you walk yeah. around like, yo, my parents are the fucking best, and I'm actually some, I'm really entitled, but like, fuck it, this is my life. If yeah. you own your shit, I love you. Yeah. So that's my question is, because you're all about creating content and putting everything out there, is it just don't front? Put yes. everything out there, but tell the truth. Yes. And say like, yo, today's vlog, yes. my mom just paid my yes. phone bill, that's dope, yes. but I'm really trying to grind it <laughs> Yes. <out." laughs> Dude, people will love you for that. Yeah, like, when, you, when you say like, you know, a lot of people like you, I, I, I hear that and I'm like, because I like them first. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to get, like, do you know how many people on the internet are faking a lifestyle so that people pay them? Yeah. Oh yeah, to the get whole that, internet. Like, the whole internet. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole internet right now is faking a lifestyle and then trying to sell people on like, I figured out this lifestyle, you can too, when they didn't figure out that lifestyle. Yeah, 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 and their yeah. business is to make money off yeah, you. Yeah, of course, of course. Whether that's selling a course or selling a product. Yeah, I'm curious what that correction will be. There's always a correction, what's that correction? When the economy fucking fails and people look around and be like, yo, where's the money? Yeah. You know, everybody under 30 hasn't been punched in the face yet. Yeah, that's true, that's very true. Like, like unless you lived through that 2008, like, which is now a decade ago, you haven't been punching them out. Yeah. And until you're punching them out, you actually don't know how tough you are. True. Story that most people don't know about me is I built that business from three to sixty and left with nothing. Mm -hmm. And why? Because it was my parents' business. So you didn't you just didn't care. There was no I care. Like yeah. let's not I don't want to front. Yeah. Like it feels a little weird. Yeah. Like you live you know, first of all I gave up my twenties. But the day you left you didn't say like hey guys, I was ready. I knew it was about to come next. You didn't want a dollar. I had no leverage. Like I wasn't gonna roll up on Pops and be like, yo, yeah, no, count yeah. me in now. I would've like, rolled up on Pops. You know, I, the time to roll on, up on Pops was in the beginning. Yeah. But I'm an immigrant, I'm an immigrant. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're a white immigrant, people don't really know you're an immigrant, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, an immigrant, yeah. I wasn't born here. And like, here's family immigrant businesses. We have a business, mm -hmm. whether it's a bodega or a liquor store or a 7-Eleven or a car wash or whatever the fuck it is, we have a business. Mm -hmm. And it's mom and dad's until they die, and then you get the business. Yeah. That's the rules, everybody. And so, yeah, and but honestly, that worked for me because yeah. to be very frank, my number one reason of going into the family business was I wanted to put them on the way they put me on. I didn't even want to owe fucking favors to my parents. Yeah. This is why I get so crazy about the entitlement shit. Yeah. I went the other way.
Yeah. I wanted to settle the score of my parents for putting a roof over my head and taking me to America from bullshit fucking Belarus. Yeah. So I was like, let me just fucking explode this for them. That's how it evolved. And has your, your relationship with them is good and has always been good, right? Yeah, but I would say, and you know, back to not fronting, there was tension between me and my pops because a couple things happened. One, I'm building this huge business and it's not mine. Yep. That's weird and I would argue that when I got into my late 20s and early 30s, that started to weigh on me a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Two, I started getting a lot of fame in the liquor business like WizKid and my dad, and everyone's like, Gary, Gary, Gary's store and that started fucking with my dad. He's like, yo, first of all, it's my store. Really? Second of all, like, yo, I came here with nothing and like did something like what happened to my part of the story because yeah. it became WizKid does this and yeah. WizKid, you know, it wasn't like it is now with the whole where I've really kind of gotten some awareness. It was in this little industry, yeah. but in that, you know how it is. Oh, that's right? your world. Your little, you just beat me to yeah. it. It's your fucking world. Yeah. And so like 80 year old dudes are rolling up on my pops and be like, man, your kid really put you on. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, you got it. And my dad's got too much pride for that. I mean, if anybody ever rolls up on me in my life and says, my kids put me on, I'm gonna punch that person in the face. Yeah. Like that doesn't play for me. And my dad and I share a lot of competitive DNA. So luckily I had a lot of empathy for my dad and understood like, yeah, I wouldn't like that either. So I was able to always kind of, you know, swallow my pride at times. And then ultimately, like my brother was graduating college, I knew I was gonna start a business with him. I, I made a really smart move and took the money I had saved. And you know, one of the things I did really well was I lived humble as fuck. Mm -hmm. I lived in a fucking one bedroom apartment in Springfield, New Jersey, didn't cost much. I didn't get fancy, moved to New York. I never went out. So really easy to like save money when you don't spend a thousand bucks on a weekend hitting it hard. Mm -hmm. And I saved, they saved, they saved. I didn't have a lot of money, but everything I had, I bet on Facebook and Twitter. This is why I believe people can win. I wasn't making a lot of money. I was building a business for somebody else. I I just lived humbly. Like everybody wants to, some kid just tweeted. I put out that tweet. Somebody else was like, yeah. Other kids like, easy for you guys to say. It was so much easier in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Of course. I'm like, you're a fucking loser, dick. We didn't have internet. Yeah. The fuck do you know about the 70s, 80s, and 90s? Yeah. You fucking suck, bitch. Yeah. Like, like, it's not easier. You're just lazy and entitled because mommy and daddy did everything for you. Yep. And you think life's about playing fucking Xbox and smoking weed and fucking drinking Mountain Dew, of course. you fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. Go work. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How, what did <laughs> you... so pissed. I love it. I'm just, I love it. I'm bringing the collateral from the tweet I just saw. <sighs> I Everybody it. who's listening, I'm sorry. 16 minutes ago I saw that tweet. I'm like, this kid literally thinks the 70s, 80s, and 90s was harder? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? The internet's the best. Every fucker listening right now can go, go to Alibaba, buy some bulk shit, flip it yeah. on Amazon and eBay, and make money. Yeah. Every dick listening right now has $1,000 worth of fucking shit in their home yeah. that they'll never use again. Do you understand if you put that dartboard on eBay you'd get seven bucks yeah absolutely but hey i'm not the one in your tweet i get it <laughs> wonder if i almost sandbag myself in my persona to give me air cover to navigate i've loved that corporate america and madison avenue have put me on the side of like that's that twitter kid like he's just a loud mat like that's given me the air cover to become dangerous this is betting on your strengths mm -hmm. because i'm willing to take criticism and i don't need you know the, the chief creative officer of Ogilvy to think I'm cool. Like, I'm able to navigate through, through the short-term sin. My whole life has been, you're an idiot, you, you know, you're wrong, you're ridiculous, you're a genius. Like, it, you know, that's what's so great about business. You're either right or wrong. I'm not worried about getting booed in the second quarter. I'm meeting a lot of people right now not to invest. I'm meeting because I'm like, oh, you're a number six.
can't wait till your company goes out of business. And I will send you such a sweet note and be like, come work for me. And what's cool about six, you know, one thing I don't know yet, because we're gonna have to go through this cycle, but a thesis, a hypothesis I have, is a lot of these number sixes are gonna be unbelievably empathetic to their CEOs and number ones because they just went through the carnage of getting blown out which a lot of you didn't have the benefit of because that's not what business school or your MBA or you know, college teaches. So I'm curious, that's gonna be really interesting to watch what the cliche 31 year old, she ran her business for six years, she got blown out because everything was overvalued, but she learned a ton of skills, right? She truly, if she was 20 years older, would have been a Goldman Sachs dynamo and now she's coming in, but she has a lot of experience, different experience, but she has empathy. Because that's what leaders struggle with, the loneliness. Like it seems super cool. If you wanna know why I'm putting out so much entrepreneurship content around fake entrepreneurship, it's to limit the suicides that happen in the inevitable outcome of what's about to happen. I really believe that. I'm very worried about that. There's so, do you know what a public scarlet letter is for a kid that was always successful in school? and always lived in fake environments and now they jump out of Wharton, publicly fail in front of everybody's face. I make that statement and it's because I already know of the suicides that are happening in startup and entrepreneur land and it's not, when I say it's not being talked about, it's not being talked about. And it's happening because people are not deploying self-awareness. I wish I was a quarterback of the New York Jets. Just wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> Entrepreneurship's tricky. If you say you're gonna be a rapper or a professional athlete or a supermodel, it kind of is very easy to tell if that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Putting entrepreneur in your Instagram bio because your mom on the back end is subsidizing it. So I'm I'm quite worried about it because I love this. It's it's the as you can imagine I'm emotional about it. It's the thing that put me on. It's going to be massively demonized in America on the back end of this because we don't blame ourselves. We blame the banks. The banks ruined our economy in 2007, right? Or was it people that were buying $400,000 homes that were $80,000 in debt, making $72,000 a year? We're not gonna blame ourselves because the Uber of dry cleanings didn't work. It wasn't me, it was, I was sold that entrepreneurship was cool. We don't have accountability. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.